Welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck, everybody. I'm Darius. And I'm Jan. And I'm Dylan. And here on Trek to the Holodeck, we are doing the very difficult work of definitively ranking every single Holodeck episode ever made. And if you want to know what the holodeck is, because you've never seen Star Trek and you somehow stumbled upon this podcast, it's kind of like video games or virtual reality in the way future. It's designed to be sort of like a way to pass the time or maybe for training and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, we uh, are rating every single episode uh, that has the holodeck in it of Star Trek. And we have decided that that will be anything that uh, we see the holodeck in. So whether it's like you're walking past the holodeck and the doors open and you see a little bit inside or the whole episode takes place in the holodeck, that's what we're going to be rating. Yeah. And we, you might be asking, how are you rating this? What, what's, what's the system? And we have our, our foolproof uh, Drasks system, which uh, stands for drama dot no, God, you, it's fucking dialogue. <laughs> Darius, you it should be so me. hard. But it's not. It's dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. Uh, and uh, we'll be applying the Drask system to the Voyager episode Extreme Risk from season five, episode three. Came out the 28th of October, 1998. So 22 years ago. Wow. Yeah. I just saw something today that said... Uh, 2050 is closer than 1990 now. That's so in, weird. In our years. <laughs> so weird, guys. I hate it. Yeah. Anyways. So, yeah, sorry. Just so everyone hop on, hop on board the Delta Flyer, the newly minted, newly constructed Delta Flyer, and we will. <laughs> With fins and all. You know, fins and all. Click in, click in your seatbelts because this is a test ride, baby. And uh, let's go on this trek to the Simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Doubt that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. Nice and smooth, a smooth ride into that gas giant of an intro. God. <laughs> smooth ride. Anyway, uh, so uh, uh, this episode was written by Kenneth Miller. Yeah. Never heard of his name before. Mm-mm. It's a Voyager writer. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, it was directed by Cliff Boyle. Cliff Boyle or Boyle? I think Bowl? we've seen something of him B- before, Ball? right? Oh, Cl- yeah. Cliff is an uh, old hand. He's directed like... He's kind Cliff of like Bowl. David Livingston and yeah, Cliff Bowl, Cliff Bowley, Bowley, yeah. So Bowl, Bowlet. Music Bolette. was by uh, good old David Bell, Davy B. B. It's a it's a it's a Bowl Bell collab today. Bowl Bell, a Bowl Bowl Bell collab. Um, and we got uh, some guest star shoutouts. Yeah, you want to do the you want to hit the first one, Jan? Sure. Uh, Hamilton Camp as Vrelk. The Malon Captain. Uh, he's a character actor who also played a Ferengi named Lek. I guess the Malon are kind of like Ferengi, yeah. but they're just like trash Ferengi. They're just gross. Like we just like trash. When I saw him they're for the first aliens. time, I thought it was uh, Robert Picardo because of the lower the lower mouth portion kind of looked a little bit Picardo-y. Oh, and I was yeah. like, 
did Robert Picardo just play a random? Because we don't see the doctor in this episode. I don't think <laughs> at all. we don't see him at all we in this see, episode. There's like one scene. There's one really? scene. Really? Oh, I yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah. Where Bolana um, goes to yeah, the. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I was like, maybe Picardo wanted to play a weird one-off character, which would have been really cool. Uh, no, that's not the case. A part of me thinks no. it would be super fun if they were just like, Robert Picardo, you're just going to be all the aliens. <laughs> Any alien we encounter, it's going to be you in some makeup. <laughs> you're also going to play the doctor, but... <laughs> uh, the next guest star shout-out uh, is uh, and Alexander... Enberg does a great job because I absolutely hate Vorik at all Vorik is the worst. <laughs> he's, he's barely in this episode, but his past performances as Vorik have cast such a dark and long shadow over the character <laughs> that I'm just like, fuck that guy. What also like the one scene that he's in, he says something and Blonde is like, just fuck off. No. He's in. He's in she's like, she's no, like he's, seriously. He's in multiple scenes, and and she tells him is to he? fuck off twice, and it is amazing. It's like <laughs> he is the punching bag for Torres, and it's amazing. I loved yeah. it so much. He's he's uh, to use a parlance of the times. He's absolutely a simp for Bellana, and <laughs> and happy to be. And you know, Bellana's complained to Janeway multiple times. Oh, like, yeah. hey, dude, can you please give work <laughs> the fuck out of engineering? And she's like, sorry, you know, we're out in it's, space. We're stuck here. I can't really do anything. There's 148 people here. <laughs> we just, this is. Uh, uh, even though Kim probably should be in engineering, he would be much better there. Much oh, better. my God. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Vore. Those are the, um, those are the guest star shout outs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. Not many guest stars in this episode. Mm-mm. No. Today. Small. No. Today we're going to, uh, this, this episode we're going to, uh, uh, introduce a new segment on the show uh and that mm-hmm. segment that we are going to call this week on uh which i just saying it now makes me feel like it's a jimmy fallon bit and now i kind of hate it a lot oh no 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 that's <laughs> no. not that shut the fuck up right, let's just go back to how we used to do it <laughs> i don't know 47 no. minutes it on really the cold just open feels like it really just feels like jimmy fallon would come up with a a uh, a segment on a show called This Week On. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm offended by that. I, I'm personally offended by <laughs> by Anyways. how you, you've you related this. It, yeah, what we're doing is uh, it's called This Week On and we're just gonna... You're fucking right. Now whenever I say it, I, I, I feel it too. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so uh, it's time for our special segment we like to call This Week On. Boing, and, then, boing, uh, boing. and there's like some weird the, sound. The fucking roots start playing. Can we get the roots on here? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, God. guys. This is this is literally taking longer to explain than yeah, the actual segment Christ. is supposed to be. Totally. Anyway, we're we're gonna recap this episode in 30 seconds. Darius is gonna be our first challenger okay, cool. uh, to to try it, and uh, if he doesn't make it, too bad. You just have to watch the whole episode. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So uh, let me know when you're ready, Darius, and I'll start you start the countdown. Uh, yeah, start when I start. So give me one second. Okay, here we go. 
Okay, so this week on uh, this episode of Voyager, we started out with Bilana in a plane, and she's flying up uh, in the atmosphere, and she's going to jump out of the ship, yeah, and uh, she turns the safeties off. She's skydiving with the safeties off, and cold open, done. Now we uh, open up, and a probe on Voyager has been caught by a stupid garbage alien race, and the garbage alien race, then uh, it gets away from them, and they hide this probe inside a gas giant, but they have to, like... <laughs> Used, so the Delta Flyer gets uh, <laughs> created. And the Delta Flyer... <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it's so hard. That was the worst. That was the worst quick way to explain what happens. Darius, Darius you spent like 13 <laughs> seconds on the skydiving sequence that we're going to meticulously break down. <laughs> I don't see you guys okay. doing it. I'll, well, that's... Oh, God. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to start hey, it off. I got most of the stuff in there, by the way. Delta Flyer, well, Garbage Aliens, and that's all we really need to know. Yeah, I guess Garbage Aliens, true. Delta Flyer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my notes, right. I labeled this episode Sad Bulana. That's all that I so, call it, called it. Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Dylan beat you by 29 seconds. It's just Sad Bulana. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it is sad. Bolana. Bolana just basically uh, is uh, a survivor's guilt and is trying to feel something in the holodeck. That's this episode. Thanks, Dylan. Which I actually, uh, honestly, I know this episode may have been a bit of a snooze, uh, but I, I really like this character arc. And I, I'm kind of bummed. This is the one time I'm really bummed about the episodic nature of this show because they have this arc and then it just goes away. <laughs> and you're like, yep. Uh, did she deal with her, you know, PTSD, Survivor's Guild shit or not? <laughs> you just don't know. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Uh, you know, like I like to focus on the good. I feel like it's just such a missed opportunity. I agree with you because it's it's such a good idea. It's a good pitch. It is. It's a really good pitch to have a Voyager character feel bad about things. Mm-hmm. Like for stakes to be... Like this, because in Voyager, one of the biggest problems with it in general, I think, is just we don't ever feel true danger, even when they're fighting. You know, they're going to win. Species A4. Yeah, you yeah. just know, even more so than the Enterprise. And it's like more annoying with Voyager because they're a little shit. This little uh, this little quote is, I think, does a pretty good job of explaining kind of that idea. Um, Ken Biller. I don't know who Ken Biller is. Um, but he ultimate, He's the writer. Was he? Whatever. Uh, he ultimately uh, <laughs> had mixed feelings about the episode. He observed that it may have felt a little forced. Um, he liked the scene between Chakotay and Bellana where the truth comes out. Uh, what he didn't like is it uh, relied on a previous episode. So you kind of have to have seen that previous episode. I mean, to, you don't I, really, would, but... That wouldn't be as... That wouldn't be as much of a problem because I think he's right for 2000 or 1998, but it wouldn't be as much of a problem if there also weren't 12 episodes or whatever in between this even showing up. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't a huge problem for me. Like I'd seen the episode, but I didn't really like remember it, but it makes sense. Like everything makes sense. I'm like, yeah. I think, yeah, I think he's off about why it really doesn't land. Do you guys mind if I... Take a stab at that. Go for it. Take a stab at it. I, stab it. I feel like the I feel like the A and B plots need to they don't have to like intersect story, <laughs> but I feel like they need to like the B plot needs to be solved through the A plot or vice versa. And I think they try to do that where like you know Balana when she has her pep talk with Chakotay, uh she decides to go on the Delta Flyer with the with the crew mm-hmm. and 
because she's there, they succeed. And that's like, you get half credit for that. Yeah. But it would have been really good if she had to like risk her life and everybody's like, Balana, you're not going to kill yourself. And she's like, no, I'm not doing this because I want to kill myself or feel I'm doing this because I do care. You know, like it has to be, but none of that. I think there was was a little bit of that, like a little bit of that with her like patching up the thing. Cause there's some times where they look back like, are you, have you lost your goddamn mind? Like, that's not going to work, you know? Well, they like, just, like, neg her. They're just, like, yeah. Kim's like, that'll never work. Yeah. And she's like, fuck off. Like, you asked me to be here. Yeah, stop being I'm the engineer. Asshole. Just, yeah. <laughs> it would have been, like, I thought it would have been stronger. The writing would have been stronger if they are like, Balana, you'll die. She's like, I've got this. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if it's, like, that stuff. And they're yeah. like, you're just being suicidal. And she's like, I'm not. I'm trying to help fix this. Like, yeah. I care about you guys. Yeah. And then, like, those plots can Yeah. Converge. Can I just say, though? This has nothing to do with what we were just talking about. In that scene, uh, <laughs> those <laughs> awesome, all those pieces which are not supposed to actually fit together, like she's improvising, fit together pretty, pretty perfectly. <laughs> like the phaser well, has a little slot. Everything's modular. It's got a little <laughs> slot, and then like the, the thing that she needs kind of sl- slots into the the thing that it, it it was meant. It almost looks like it was meant to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> It is. It just was shot, I think, kind of poorly and edited poorly and directed poorly. It could like this is actually something I think J.J. Abrams is really good at, and it's making something like that very exciting. Yeah, just like you know, when she's like, "Pass me the EPS conduit," and then she just goes for forty-five seconds. It felt like an hour of just her assembling this thing, and it was not interesting at all. That's true. Like Abrams would have like been like, "Pass me the EPS conduit." Where it's like under that panel, you know, like ripping something out. Or yeah, like, like 100,000 you know, 100, like, cuts in a, like the space span of yeah, like yeah. two seconds. Well, <laughs> well, we don't need the Michael Bay treatment, but you know, a few more cuts or a wonder that is not just a, ta- a camera on sticks, you know, like maybe the camera would be yeah. around. Just yeah. a, little a little bit more energy in all of the direction would have been much yeah. more interesting. That I'm just, I know I'm never going to get that from these. So I, I'm never like wish that was more interesting because I'm like this is always going to be on sticks it's always going to be except for those those some episodes where they go handheld and get weird yeah it's interesting though because it is like the exact opposite of my complaints for discovery is I'm like hey just fucking lock the camera down already just put it on sticks Slow down. relax yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah relax guys they need to bring us in to just mediate everything i mean be like honestly slow that down speed that up slow that down speed that up, speed that, up. <laughs> that that set that camera is on like a techno crane 24 7 like if i walked on that set i'd be like guys take it off the crane just put, put there i got sticks right here but we spent just, so much money on dylan it. shows up with a 20 dollar set like a 20 dollar <laughs> tripod from like rite aid and he's just like guys Guys, it's a monopod here. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> I got something for you, and they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" I'm like, I'm how did you get one on of your this biggest set? fans? Would you like this camera is literally a hundred pounds? He's like, yeah. Can I show you something real quick? I like <laughs> kind of have a hard time pinch my finger like once trying to set up this. You're like looking at the little level bubble. Yeah, yeah. And then like, I walk I over. I've almost got it. I've almost got I it. I walk over to the AC. They're like, "We're not." No, no, it's cool. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, I know. I know. I That's like it. what Chef can. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got it. Don't worry. 
no, 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 I know, I know. He like pulls pulls some gaff tape out, just starts like wrapping it around the camera wrapping and on the tripod, like or like I'm trying to put it on there, and I'm like, it's just not fit. Do you guys have the right plate on this? Jonathan not- Fakes is like talking to security guys, like I want that man off my set and murdered. I want him thrown off of the Paramount Tower. And then, I'm like, wearing right before like a TNG uniform, also. <laughs> yeah. Right before they get, like, right before they're about to, like, they get over there, he finally gets it on the tripod, and they like, they like muscle him out of here, and they like get him off the set, and then Jonathan Frakes walks over. He's like, actually, it's a pretty great shot. Mm. Good Let's roll. It's a good shot. Yeah, he Let's framed roll. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Like, fuck, I'll even shoot this 4 3. <laughs> I bring like little cardboard, little pieces of cardboard, and put them in front of the the the, the letterbox or the uh, I can't remember what it's called, but we're I should make this, it 4 we're, 3. We're shooting this for Instagram stories, right? There's, cool. Yeah. There's just an episode. There's like episode seven of Discovery season three. Is they just, it's just like that. You see the cardboard. Just, they, and then the next episode, back to normal back Discovery. Back to normal crazy. Discovery. Oh, that's awesome. Incredible. Oh, God. Um, can we talk? Those banana pancakes look really delicious. She really sells those banana pancakes. No, that was the big payoff. That's the real miss. On this I love episode. that in, in this situation, uh, Neelix. She was like, "Neelix, can I have some banana pancakes?" And he was like, "Never heard of those things." And he walks over to the replicator and just replicates it. I'm just like, "Oh, so that's what you do when you don't know how to make something, Neelix?" Well, he also the magic is gone. <laughs> he also says though, he's like, "Never heard of those things," and then he goes over and says. I'd like a stack of banana pancakes. And he if knows you've that never it comes in stacks. <laughs> well, I think, I think, what a I think he does is. say, like, I've never heard of those type of pancakes. So I think he knows what pancakes are. Mm. Uh, I just don't think he okay. knows what banana pancakes okay. are. Which, if you know what pancakes are, Alex, uh, it's just pancakes with bananas in them. With bananas. With bananas. <laughs> I'm sure somebody on Voyager... No, like has ordered bananas before, and I'm God. sure somebody's ordered pancakes. So, the, uh, this kind of brings up a, an interesting thought for me because I've been reading a lot on Reddit, uh, on the Trek Reddit, and there's a lot of two, uh, there's a lot of Neelix hate. Do people hate Neelix? Is that like a regular thing within the Trek world? They just think he's annoying. Pe- people hate Neelix, man. Why? I mean, I people get he's also annoying. Hate the holodeck. Honestly, I, yeah, people hate the holodeck. But Neelix, I always see like those dumb holodeck episodes. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Honestly, Neelix, uh, I think people might hate him because no offense to Neelix, but the character of Neelix, if the character of Neelix wasn't around, the show wouldn't change any. It wouldn't suffer any. I love Neelix as a character, but I think like people just don't like him because of that. Or it's just like they feel like it's just boring, like extra stuff that we don't need. I could be wrong though. I think, I think, I, I think that he's used effect essentially as Troy is on TNG. Yeah, exactly. And he was originally written to be more of a Quark analog, mm. which is kind of like a better Troy in its, of itself. But Quark has his own like motives and interests. Yeah. But the writers stopped making Neelix have interests Stuff. or anything like that. They kind of yeah. stop yeah. with characters. Neelix feels a like a mixture point. between Troy and Guinan on TNG. Yeah. It's interesting, like, I'm in season five right now, and at a certain point, the writers just stop with certain characters. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're just not going to do anything like, more like with this, them. Yeah. Yeah. Like Vorik. Which is weird, and it's cool to see Blana actually get stuff. Like, What if Vorik. we could just get more of Vorik? 
Like, they just kind of gave up on Vork, right, I guys? think so. Like, yeah, they gave up on Vork. Like, I feel like Vork could have had a really, like, redeeming storyline if they would have kept with Vork. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Vork. Vork man. actually came up with the Delta Flyer, and Tom stole it from Vork. There's there's two <laughs> moments in this uh, where Vork gets shit on. We talked about it briefly, where it's Vork gets shit on by Belana. The first one is Vork mm-hmm. is is working on something and he's saying something and Bilana's like, hey, Vork, can you just be quiet right now? Because like, I don't want to hear It's not even that. (laughs) It's not even that. It's like Vork is using a tool to make, to to build the Delta Flyer. Like a hyperspanner, which sounds like like an electric toothbrush. And Bilana's like, Vork, turn that damn thing off. And he's just like, okay, yes, ma'am. Yeah, he says, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because I think there is a moment earlier on in the season where Bellana wants to be called sir. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then (laughs) the second instance was when Bellana comes back onto the Delta Flyer at the very end. And she's like, Vork, you're in my seat. And just kicks him off of Delta Flyer. Like basically (laughs) says like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I think he's the best. My guess is my headcanon for Vork now at this point is that he's kind of like a pay pig for Bellana. Like he loves being... (laughs) just shit on it's just like yeah. oh yeah. yeah I love it when she's so fucking mean to me she's just so fucking mean to me it, this whole their whole relationship has always been weird since his Ponfar episode oh, cause yeah. that Ponfar episode is fucking really weird and ever since then I've been like you guys can't work together this is fucking weird this is so yeah, you, weird you should be transferred yeah. who do you, who do you think who do you think out of the people who run Star Trek at this time was the one that was like, now nah, we got to keep Vork as a character. We got to keep him around. Because I'm sure there's a bunch of people who are like, we don't need Vork. Why? Why? <laughs> a, a small part of me thinks the writer's room was like, Vork is the best punching bag. Like, I think they might be in on the joke where they're like, just a great punching bag for Balana always. She, she could walk in a room and be like, Vork, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> Is Vork in here? Because if he is, he should go fuck himself right now. <laughs> Uh, I think I wish honestly I wish Voyager Deep Space Nine and TNG did more of these oh yeah that guy's on this ship characters mm-hmm. yeah uh, like kind of like Barkley is or Roe is in, in TNG yeah uh, I think DS9 does an okay job with this sometimes but Voyager you really only get to know like seven people over the course of seven years that's true Vork is one of the few characters where there actually is a little bit more of that well, you've got Vork. And it's not a great character. <laughs> you've got, uh, what's her name? The the lady with the daughter. The daughter becomes like a, a bigger uh, plot point in some episodes. A little girl that Neelix hangs out with all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there's like those characters. So, an enduring character. Lady with daughter. <laughs> lady with daughter. Yeah. Who's never in. It's always the daughter who's in the show. Yeah. And it's never her. She's just like either off on a away mission or like doing something else. All right, what's some stuff that, oh, by the way, with the banana pancakes, my stupid brain was just like, they should have called them Balana pancakes. You know Balana pancakes. That's great. It should be Balana pancakes. You know what my stupid brain was when she ordered the banana pancakes the second time? Where she was like, computer, give me a stack of banana pancakes with maple syrup. And I'm like, what psychopath is going up to that and saying, give me a banana pancakes dry. No maple syrup. Like, honestly, the <laughs> Dry. the replicator should just default to putting syrup on pancakes. And then you should have to say, give me pancakes without syrup on it. 
Because, come on. It's actually a good idea. It's, it's like unsweet tea in the South. You know, you Do order they? tea, that's some sweet shit. Do the, does, it, want... <laughs> does the replicator have, like, a menu to look at? Because I've always found with, like, uh, like voice assistants, when I'm like, oh, I want to listen to some music, I can never decide what to play because I can never remember any music that I want to hear without seeing it. Is there, like, a uh, replicator menu that you can look at? I'm sure you could go onto a pad and look at like the subroutines and see like yeah. what there is. I feel like <laughs> just just like that's a good point, Dylan. Because what ends up happening for me when I use music apps or whatever with voice command, yeah. I only ever listen to the same three things ever. Because it's the only say, things that I can think can of. Can you just play so music with the replicator? <laughs> I would do the same thing. I'd be like, ah, uh, mac and cheese, chicken tikka masala. You know. <laughs> You know the replicator has an algorithm time. has an algorithm built into it, where it's like trying to rep it's trying to like recommend what it thinks you want every time. And mm-hmm. if you're not, it, like some guy has turned off has turned off his privacy like his privacy settings says you can't record that stuff, and so it's still trying to do it, but it's completely off it's base because it has up. nothing to pull from. It's the, uh, the it's like, hey, what what are you eating today? It's like uh, I don't know. It's fucking terrible. It's like why why? Well, I turn off all my. I don't. I just don't want the replicator to know anything about me. I don't so know what they're using. It's a small price to pay, for, but <laughs> yeah, it's like probably just to make your food better. It's, yeah, mm, but like what else though? It's like, got, what if the Cardassians? What if the Obsidian Order gets that information? I don't want the Obsidian Order with my replicator. <laughs> the replicator's got a "I'm feeling lucky" button, like Google used to have, <laughs> where like you walk up, you don't say anything. It's just this big button that says "I'm feeling lucky." <laughs> just like slam that fucker. Yeah. Discover Weekly. Yeah, Discover oh, yeah. Weekly. Uh, Harry Kim never gets lucky. Harry Kim always gets the same thing when he hits that button, and it's like the most disgusting thing in the world. It's, it's like Scottish breakfast. It's like warm gazpacho or something stupid. Warm gazpacho. Hot. It's hot. Like Harry, gazpacho. Just, it's not even warm. It's hot. Everyone's everyone's like eating, and you just see Harry Kim all the way in the background. Press the button and then. Gaspacho again! <laughs> really, we should, they, should, they should let us write for Lower Decks, right? Like, Yeah, we'd be yeah. great. We'd be so good. We, we would hey, make... CBS Viacom that we love and adore. <laughs> Give us some jobs. Uh, so the Delta Flyer, um, I really love when Tom brings it up at the meeting and he's like I got this idea and everyone's like Tom please shut the fuck up dude we're not making your stupid car like yeah we're not making your fucking ship especially Kim Voyager always yeah Kim was the like the biggest like no Tom I don't want to do this and then like I'm like you know looking at Janeway like yeah like nah and then it's like you know Kim you are the lowest ranking person in the room right now (laughs) I I do love Chakotay's, uh, what Chakotay says, because Chakotay's like, Tom, we've talked about this. We've talked about this. You're so we, not supposed to bring, to yeah. yeah. <laughs> I told you, do not bring this up in front of Janeway. We've like, talked about apologetically this. Apologetically looking at Janeway's like, I don't, this is just a bunch of bullshit. This is so and then Tom, I, I have handled this. And then Tom's like, actually, uh, I know we had this conversation, but look, I already designed the whole thing and uh, we could have this thing up and running within a week. And then people are like, Cool, right. let's do it. All right, let's do it. 
I can't remember exactly I what mean, gets we really want this Harry probe. Kim on board, but he's the last one to get on board. But no, but he's <laughs> well, it's because about he's such it. a fucking follower. <laughs> it's like I guess that the trend is. God, I look like an asshole now. I was, join. I was kind of shocked by how quickly everyone got on board because he brings it up. Kim is like, no. <clears throat> Chakotay is like, we talked about this. And he's like, but I've already designed it. And everyone's like, yeah, let's do it. I'm on board. I'll give up all my free time to build this ship. Like everyone's immediately. <laughs> just when like, when did, did, well, the, the moment it happens is when Janeway is like, hmm. Yeah. Everyone's like watching for her, like yeah, what her she's gonna language. do. <laughs> like, actually, I think I could do it. I could totally do it. You're like a death of Stalin situation where everyone's like, yeah. yeah. And then they all look yes, at her and she's like, "What are you looking at me for? Go out in there and do it." <laughs> there's a uh, there's a thing here on Memory Alpha. Somebody uh, added that Tom attempts to add diametric tail fins to the Delta Flyer's nacelles. Uh, when they're finalizing the design, but when he first shows the design to them uh, in this meeting, it doesn't have the tail fins on it. And so it's definitely something that he adds last minute. It's just like, have a week. Just throw the fins on there. (laughs) Put these cool, huge fins on here. (laughs) Maybe the fins do have like a value. Everybody's so quick to shit on Tom's idea, especially Tuvok. Tuvok in the meeting is like, "Uh, perhaps you weren't paying attention, but uh, the guest giant blew up the Malon ship. It's like, Tuvok, Don't just, you just... just give him a second. Let him pitch. Let him pitch. There are no bad ideas in this room. Uh, and Tuvok does the same thing with the with the, uh, the extensions. He's like, we're not building a hot rod. And I just feel like Voyager does this too often where they, they say the subtext really loudly instead of letting you like draw... The, yeah. like, go to a, a to b yeah it's like we get it yes he's he is building a car a car or there's a point where i when they find out that the Malon ship is also making their own ship and, I'm, and in my head i go oh it's kind of like a space race and then Jamie says looks like we got a good old-fashioned space race i'm like guys i actually let, let me enjoy this i kind of love that line because janeway is so like it's like we got a good old-fashioned space I, race. And I kind of, like, <laughs> I kind of wanted, like, was hoping that it would have turned into more of a like uh, grease uh, lightning situation, where we're like, it's actually <laughs> them like building cars to race each other, uh, because it kind of oh, turns into that yeah. towards the end. Like they're gaining on them, and then they just shoot them with the with the Borg powered weapons, and then they're like, "All right, we're out of here, bye." Yeah. And it's like, oh, it wasn't actually Man. like cool like it could have cool? been <laughs> i know I, I don't know how much of that is just like they didn't have the the time they didn't have the direction wherewithal to do it or if it's just a cgi thing yeah yeah I'm really, i wish they made voyager today because you know that like tom paris would be <clears throat> like living the fast and furious movies whenever and all of his free time <laughs> and people it's would like, go in there and he'd be like racing paul walker and, and it would just be <laughs> insane <laughs> i live my life one light year at a time. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Harry's playing. Uh, um, so, uh, what's his name? Han Solo. Han. Han. He's playing Han. He's playing Han. <laughs> what's his name? Han Solo. Oh, oh, God. It's Han. Han. It's Han. 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 Yeah. It's Han. It's Han. Uh, I. I. By the way, I love just. How, we've talked about this before. Just how much of a dick Janeway is. She's. She's such a dick. She is. She's so like. I don't want to deal. She's the most. I don't want to deal with it, Captain. 
She's the most get off of I've my seen. lawn, Captain, for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's one point where the Malons like attacked attack Voyager. It's like your shields won't sustain any more damage, and she's like, "Our shields are fine. Shut the fuck up." <laughs> and transmission. Jesus Christ! And I love Just, these trash aliens too. These disgusting, oh farty trash aliens. Big. Fan. Yeah, they basically are um, like, the Republican Party of today, where they're like. Yeah, uh, climate like change rolling coal uh, isn't going to be a thing. Um, it doesn't matter. Even though we know it, but we're going to keep doing this even though, but we're just going to like ship it off further. Yeah, they're rolling coal. They're <laughs> I w- Their ship is literally spewing green, green smoke. Gas. <laughs> green the, gas. The episode that they're introduced in, I actually really love. And it's another one of those things where I'm, I kind of was craving like a season arc with those guys because that's such a great... Like environmental, you know, analogy. Analog. Yeah, analog. Yeah. And it's it was so cool. And I was like, man, they should keep these guys around. And I'm glad that they came back again. And Janeway is fully fed up with their bullshit, too. She's like, God, these fucking farting, disgusting <laughs> trash aliens are back. Yeah. <laughs> There's a funny it. scene where she, she's talking to Chakotay. He's like, what do they even fucking want with our probe? Like, our probe is cool and technological. It's not trash. Yeah. And Chakotay's like, but maybe it'll help them put trash all over the place and she's like we gotta stop these fuckers <laughs> fucking sick of their trash <laughs> they fucking smell bad like a race. <laughs> we gotta turn the the air conditioning to recycle air every time yeah. they come around <laughs> it's, it's like the stove the oven the stove top yeah. thing you know that is, like, yeah oh, they man. see them on the view screen and uh and Janeway's like oh Kim press the button I don't want any outside air coming in here. We can't. Uh, <laughs> it's going to smell it. so gross. Damn it. <laughs> I do like the little analog knobs and stuff on the Delta Flyer. Yeah. I think those are. I love, though, there was one shot because they talk about it. And then there's a shot where he's flying it. And I love this whenever you see them actually try to do stuff. And it's like total bullshit with the levers and stuff. He goes to one of the the knobs. That's so just like an arcade knob, basically. <laughs> And he just kind of gives a little shake, or like he like he doesn't it doesn't <laughs> switch. He just kind of like blip, blip. <laughs> and then goes back to press and stuff. I'm like, what did that do? But what did like, you do there? Honestly, he he has a point um, with the physical button thing uh, and putting him in because even like when um, SpaceX was like, we're gonna move all of our stuff to touch screens uh, in our rocket or whatever. Um, they got to a point where they realized that like you can't do everything with touchscreen. You do need physical, but like a, a certain amount of physical thing buttons, especially in these kind of situations. One, I guess because they're more reliable, but two, like you need feedback. You need that feedback that like you switched an engine on or something. You can't. Did it actually work? Yeah. yeah you can't just. <laughs> that's what tap I love something. about. That's what I love about the uh, the TNG. Uh, little uh comms or the cars yeah the cars and i just love the way that they steer the ship is this tiny little fucking track pad that they put their fingers on to steer this <laughs> gigantic spaceship and whenever they're doing it i'm like that does not seem precise holy shit <laughs> i agree with you but i also think that the precision of the analog like lever uh-huh. can't be that much better it might even be worse oh they yeah should, no. i know what they should really have you know what they really should have is a ball 
a mouse for that shit. Ooh. A track uh, a ball yeah. track pad. Oh, a ball man, pad. Yeah. <laughs> the little yeah. the pool Take ball inside of a <laughs> <laughs> Do those still exist? Do people still love those things? It would make them look very dainty. Yeah. Because there's a lot of designers like them. They're supposed to be super accurate. I think that's why designers liked them. I'm just imagining now, because we're talking about everybody's preference for interacting with something, (laughs) a guy like an ensign coming onto the bridge to like relieve Tom (laughs) for the night shift. And he's got like his PS4 controller. (laughs) He like plugs it in. He's like, oh, you, you use a, you use a wireless, you use a controller, huh? It's like, yeah, I just. It makes more sense for me. Like, I learned on Everyone's it. Trust got their me. own gear. I learned yeah. on it. I'm, I'm way more accurate with it. I get it. I get it. Like, are you? Because you can be more accurate with the, no, with the console. No. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. He he proceeds to put his feet up on the, the console and, and lay back with the controller. And Jay was like, the next, take us out, I guess. The next guy shows up and he's got he's got like a like one of the shitty uh um uh, joystick controllers that like are from like the early 2000s of computer gaming. The Atari, like, yeah. Arcade. Yeah. yeah, and he like and he's got like the 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 throttle that's like made out of like sh- cheap shitty plastic, and he like sets it down and like plugs it in. They're yeah. like, All right. he needs an adapter. <laughs> yeah, he like tur- he like is, like looking at it, he turns around, he's like, hey, does anyone have an adapter? I think I forgot mine on deck seven. No, <laughs> just fly the ship, asshole. <laughs> Jado's like, can somebody please get him something else? There's, this happens there's a, every uh, goddamn shift. There's, a, there's some smart ass who's like, oh, I like to use the media remote, you know, because technically it does have the same, it does use the same interface. It's a, I, I don't know if you've seen the YouTube videos, but uh, I've done a lot of spaceship navigation challenges with it. It's like, just no. He's pointed at care. the screen. So he's got like the fishing simulator <laughs> controller. <laughs> At a certain point, January's like, all right, we got to standardize this. You guys cannot keep bringing yeah. in your own shit. This is ridiculous. January walks over and like rips out the adapters panel and just like fly the ship by the goddamn panel. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens to be Vork, who's like, what? Everyone what? else was using them. <laughs> and all Vork was doing, he just had the ergonomic one for his, it's the exact same, it's actually the standard console, but just ergonomic, Fork, so he doesn't get it Fork wrist pain. Fork wasn't even attaching a console, he was just putting down like a wrist rest on the console. <laughs> she throws it against the, no. the view screen. <laughs> That's it. This stops here. Oh, oh man. Well, um, uh, I forgot that this episode was the first time that we saw the Delta Flyer. Like, I completely forgot that this is where they built it. And so when, like, they brought it up again, I was like, oh, yeah. In my head, the Delta Flyer is, like, under construction for months. Like, multiple episodes. It feels, like, in my head, that's how I remember the Delta Flyer. Like, yeah, they were just building it over the course of a season, and then they launch it finally. But no, it was just, like, this episode. (laughs) Yeah. I guess they're constantly, like, fine-tuning it, though. Yeah, they're they are. After this episode, they're constantly like, "This could be better. This could be better." You know. Shall we take a peek into the yes. archives? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Voyager, Mess Hall. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Man, I'm so excited about this Delta Flyer. I think I think. I 
think they're really going to recognize us this time, Tom? Like, I think this is I it. am too. Yeah. Honestly, like, we took initiative. We started, like, we're building it. We're helping. Like, things are coming together. Like, we're helping each other on this. Like, the Delta yeah, Flyer is going to be awesome. And they're going to see. They're going to love it. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of good buzz mm-hmm. going around too. Everyone's like, "Hey, have you heard about their?" Everyone's Delta talking Flyer? about it. Everyone's talking yeah. about it. It's it, it's. Very I heard. Exciting. I even heard. I even heard Janeway say something about the Delta Flyer. Yeah, Tom, Pert. Hey, oh, hey, Lopek. What's up? Why Man, are, you, are you excited about the Delta you, Flyer? Everyone's talking about it. You look kind of sad. Though I do not feel or express emotion. If I did, I would be pissed off. Why is why? that? Why? Why? The Delta, Delta Flyer's, Flyer's getting some hype. Everyone's yeah. everyone's talking about it. It's a hit. Tom, did you change the password to our Delta Flyer Hollow Suite concept program? Like I, I asked was good, you to? I was going to get to it. I just hadn't got to it yet because I was so busy working on the Delta Flyer. Why? It, I mean, no one knows about it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it would seem that Lieutenant Paris got a hold of it. Wait, what? You know how he always has his Captain Proton sessions after our work sessions on the Delta Flyer? Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to get involved with it. He won't let me come with him. You forgot to close the program and password lock it. And... (sighs) Tom. Long story short. What? The Delta Flyer that everybody is talking about is effectively our Delta Flyer, except much worse and being... Redesigned by Tom, Seven of Nine. What? Tuvok, Ensign fucking Kim. No, not Kim. What the? And worst of all, Vorik. What? what the fuck? Vorik's got his dirty little hands on his, his thing. F- fingers. Oh. I mean. They took the fins off. Wait, no. The fins are the best part. The fins are the best are part. They are the best part. Honestly. And they help with the shielding. Yes. Yeah. They help with the micro fractures that uh, eventually come into into eventually play. With- come into play. Hold on. You're telling me. You tell me that Tom essentially got the contract from Janeway. Janeway gave it to yes. him. The other with Tom. our stole. Sorry. Yeah. Not you, Tom. Tom Paris. Paris. Paris got it. He took our shit and made it worse. This is fucked. This is absolutely fucked, okay? Like, I tried to call out Lieutenant Paris about it, and he leaned in into my ear and said, What you gonna do about it, Greenblood? I swear to God, he said that. Whoa, what the fuck? I've never liked that guy. Never. Well, I'm absolutely pissed off at Tom Paris. I do not believe that he would be that racist towards Falcons. He's okay, he may not have said green blood. He may have just said Vorik, but effectively that's the same thing. Seriously. He called you Vorik? He didn't even, real, he didn't even oh, realize man. that I was low peck. Well to be fair, you guys do kind of look similar. Not like just your well, facial it, structures are well, similar. How, I don't know if he well, mistaked you or if it was an insult, but they couldn't have at least they they at least couldn't have like gone Totally. Like, we put, I put a very specific, like, physical buttons into flying that thing. Oh, yes. They just went with touch screens, I, right? Like, so it's not exactly the Delta. No, they, they even took your physical buttons 
Are you fucking joking? And Tom me? claims that it is a reference to Captain Proton, whereas we specifically chose those buttons because they were more reliable. Yeah. Than a touchpad. Yeah, especially because uh. I thought I thought we were gonna be able to have this thing finished so we could go get that probe, you know, that they lost. And I already you know. know yes. I already sold and, a bunch of tickets for a nice little cruise around the stage around the ship. Also, so I'm gonna have to refund about a hundred people. You gotta be. What are we going to do with the half-built Delta Flyer that we have right now? We're halfway through building this thing. Have they even started building theirs? Oh, no. They, they are way behind schedule. Way behind schedule. Well, can we beat them, beat them to it? Can we, can we talk to Janeway? Or has she just told us to fuck off completely? Uh, Captain Janeway said that all resources should be committed to the b- construction of the Delta Flyer. Oh, which- and it's... It's called the tel- the Delta Flyer too. Oh, they you, did not even change. They didn't the even name. change the fucking oh name. Oh my god! You know how hard it's been. You know how many favors I had to call in to reserve the uh, Cargo Bay Five so that we could work on this and keep it in there. Abs- yeah, I'm working no, double I, shifts I, for Vorik for fucking Vorik. Uh, <sighs> perhaps this is actually all coming down to Vorik. It's really his fault. Maybe. I'm going to lure him into the holodeck with the safeties off. Oh, Balana's Be been doing a lot of cool stuff with that. So maybe just go in right after she leaves. That's a good idea. Also, it's it's very easy to get Vork to do anything if we say that Balana's going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy, thirsty. <sighs> okay, well, maybe we should just divert all of our resources to creating that transwarp coil interface that we've been talking about for years. Yeah, we're actually pretty close to getting it done, I think. Yeah, yeah once think, we crack that, we'll be able to jump 10,000 light we just have yeah. one little tiny piece that we have to figure out, right? Like, yeah. yeah. We could figure it out, like, tomorrow, really. See, that's where, that's where we were. That's where we were with the Delta Flyer, remember? And we were getting the micro fractures, and they were like, what if we put these sweet fins on it? And it cracked the code for us. Yeah, and it fixed everything. Yeah. yeah. So we should put sweet fins on the on the uh, transwarp the transwarp coil. coil. That's what you're saying. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go get. I'm gonna try to get cargo bay six uh, uh, reserved for the next couple months. Great. I'm gonna go get some <sighs> mac and cheese. I'm, I'm going sad. to plot the death of Vorik. Excuse me, the extreme harm of Vorik. Yeah. Should we talk about some holodeck stuff? Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, first, right out the gate, the way this episode opens is so 90s and like extreme sports action. And I totally. love it so oh, much. God. <laughs> it's even called extreme risk. Yeah. They knew that the word extreme, that was back when everything had the word extreme on it. Like you couldn't extreme. get fucking cornflakes without more, extreme being the more, on the box. The, the only not more 90s thing they could have done is just got rid of the E and gone extreme. Extreme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and multiple times in this episode, the computer's like, "This extreme risk, extreme." Like they they say the name of this episode so extreme many times. Extreme risk, extreme risk. I love when she's walking back. Oh no, that's not in the holodeck. But just her outfit with the motorcycle helmet <laughs> <laughs> is so like, uh, we need a helmet. Somebody's like, "I rode my motorcycle here." <laughs> can we? And they're like, "Can we? Like, can we, like, we use your helmet? Mirrors on it." Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Sure, yeah. So, guys, there's just some wild trivia about that costume, which looks like somebody put a bunch of tiny mirrors, like you said, on a costume. Apparently, in the movie Star Trek Generations, originally, Kirk 
in it does extreme skydiving and they cut the scene from the final movie but they kept the suit for at least four years oh my god and used it they just modified it for Blana. she oh wears the suit that kirk does in a scene that that's we've never amazing. seen amazing that's a that's really awesome yeah that's, that's awesome one of those things people on set are like oh yo this is so cool yeah um, it is like there's like an internal continuity there that we just never have seen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, she's like, uh, take us up even higher. And the, the computer generated pilots like, um, if you do, you'll be thermalized. And I was just like, that's made up. That's not. I don't a real know word. what that is. Uh, that <laughs> sounds bad. That's a made up word for burning up in the atmosphere. That's what that is. Yeah. <laughs> you could just say burn up in the atmosphere. Didn't die. So, the, so then I looked it up. And it has two meanings. In chemistry, it's the dissociation of or decomposition of a material as a result of being heated. Okay. In physiology, it's the dissipation of heat from the body, especially by evaporation or radiation. So physics. I'm imagining she just like evaporates. I'm guessing they went with the physics uh, <laughs> just definition of that. Because, <laughs> yeah. I love that this episode also is the like definitive turn off the safety protocols and i'm kind of very clear i'm kind of shocked honestly that uh she doesn't get mad at the computer more because every time she's in there she says turn the safety protocols off and the computer's like um are you sure that you would like to turn the safety protocols off if you turn the safety protocols off you will be in danger of getting hurt and she sits through that every single time Instead of just being like, would you just move on? Remember, she she's not feeling anything right now. So she's probably just like... You're right. She yeah. has no emotion. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like, I could die. And that's she's the point. Numb. So just turn it off. God damn it. She's Linkin Park numb right now. <laughs> really? They, they, she just wants they to feel something. That. <laughs> it was just three years too early, I think. Um, uh, so yeah, they, they do the whole skydive thing and then, uh, mid skydive, we get Chakotay being like, Hey, Torres, we need you. And she's like, fuck. Okay. And this is the first time I've seen this happen, I guess, because the first time we've seen somebody flying like this, but like she like stops and then she has to like reorient herself to the ground and then like the thing turns off. And I was like, so she was actually floating. Like the, the holodeck was actually how how it it must have turned off it must have turned off the gravity yeah. and then just shot air yeah. well i guess there's probably no air at that point i don't know a uh, little piece of trivia there uh-huh that's entirely cgi really that looks pretty, pretty good. good that looks pretty, pretty good, good. her body was yeah. cgi that's like her whole body was- yeah for that little bit that's pretty good yeah i didn't notice that that's good impressive job. yeah great job team it had, it did have a little bit of uncanny valley uh, who who did that? And they should still be working. <laughs> uh, I it's on Memory Alpha. You're right. We should totally call that out. They should um, still be working know. because that was an amazing. <laughs> yeah, they did that with the fucking Windows 98 computer, right? <laughs> you know, imagine that, the blue screens. Oh my god! You know that uh, she like somebody on that set was like, let's just have her fall. <laughs> Because, like, <laughs> yeah. the moment she was like, computer stop, I was just imagining, whoop, and she just, like, <laughs> hits the ground, and it's just like, ah, damn it, <laughs> I gotta stop doing these ones. Uh, so the name of the CGI artist is John Tesca. Good job, John, hey, John. Tesca. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you, John. 
Yeah. Thank and you, John. Yeah. Hope you're still working. Uh, in 2008, he joined ILM. Yeah, he joined ILM in 2008. Okay. So he did actually the Transformers movies, which, yes, absolutely terrible. Cannot dispute that the CGI is insanely good in those. Oh, yeah. Like, way better than those movies deserve. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, good job, John. Uh, just for point of reference, by the way, for everybody who is interested in this stuff, the skydiving segment, she goes up to 200,000 meters, which is 200 kilometers, and uh, for those who don't understand metric. And I was like, what is, how does that compare to that one dude who jumped out of David that Blaine? plane, uh, the, the balloon, Felix Baumgartner? Real quick, Jan, did you just say that's, yeah. did you say what meters is in kilometers for those who don't understand metric? Yes, it was a joke because oh, okay. it's very obvious. Well, because yeah. I was like, <laughs> meters and kilometers are both metric. So if you don't understand metric, you're not going to understand either of those. No, I, I'm saying for those who don't understand metric, 200,000 meters is 200 kilometers. But it's also just a joke at the expense of <laughs> Americans who, for some reason, often do have problems. So how many miles is that? Us. Metric. Yeah, how many miles is that? that okay, because I don't. 160 miles. <laughs> okay, there we go. Because we're no, dumb it's, Americans. No, it's not. It's, no, it's not. One kilometer is point. It is 160 miles. Cool. I think so. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. Hey, what, Google. How does that? How many miles is 200 kilometers? <laughs> okay, 124.27 miles. <laughs> I don't understand how I got that one. Anyways, what's uh, that? Felix Baumgartner, the the Austrian yeah. dude who jumped for for Red Bull, it was 38.9 kilometers up. So I think she's basically jumping out from. Or I think she would just float. She's like she so even, high up, yeah. Unless, she's so high up that I think she would just be in orbit. Yeah, but you're thinking of Earth's atmosphere. So Earth, she uh, okay. is probably jumping on a, a planet that has a higher sense of gravity and has a bigger atmosphere. She's So even if she like successfully <laughs> lands, she probably would be crushed. Space. She would die eventually. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the, the gravity of that planet is like three yeah. times that of yeah. Earth. Yeah. Damn. Okay. All right. Well, that was just for those who are big Felix Baumgartner fans. Uh, and then so she what's the other? The, okay, so then she kicks so the shit out of a scene. She kicks the shit out of the Cardassians, and the third scene is them uh, having their whole the tough confrontation, tough love, tough love scene. This is a this is a bold move on Chakotay's part. Totally, just like <laughs> it made me uncomfortable. It did. I he thought just it was really close. In there. This is a classic Chakotay scene, though. Honestly, like. To Chakotay's like that's his whole thing is tough love and like it's Maquis it's Maquis yeah, yeah. <laughs> which uh, in this episode I realized and it was partially right before this holodeck scene but also uh, continued into this holodeck scene I forgot that Janeway uh, created different a different ranking system uh, aboard v Voyager uh, when the Maquis and uh, them merged and so all Maquis have different pips on their on their on their uniforms than the rest of Starfleet. It's very segregated. That, that not, I'm like, that's not a good what idea. What were you doing? <laughs> I think the idea was like this is a provisional rank because you're technically not Starfleet. Yeah. But for this, but I feel like you could still just give them pips and everybody knows it's provisional. Yeah. And you just sort that out when you get home. Yeah. yeah but exactly. otherwise, if, you're, if, if your intention is to make everybody feel like they're part of the same crew, it's not, maybe don't have this yeah. different. <laughs> don't put it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I completely agree. I think it's, it's clearly for the audience so that we can like 
very quick, quickly shorthand understand the dynamics of the crew. Yeah, you can yeah, see it with the kind of way they wear their uniforms too. Most of the yeah, yeah. Anyways, I this scene is the Chicote Bellana. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying the scene is very much like uh, uh, ballsy on Chicote's move of just like like grabbing her by the collar and dragging her into this like scene where people are getting Trauma. massacred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is another scene where I feel like the Discovery slash Abrams approach would have been a little bit better, not because of the cutting and stuff, but when you make action parallel dialogue, it's much more interesting because this is like, it felt very long, the scene. It felt like three or four minutes long and it was good content, but it would have been, I, I feel like, I would the way I would have directed it, you know, when we would have come in and mm-hmm. uh, is <laughs> have Chicote and Balana go through this together, and as action occurs, they unfold her actual mental problem. Like even if it, it they have to fight off Cardassians together, and it's like, what? Why are you doing this? Why is it so risky? Like she almost dies at one point. Chicote like saves her. It's like what? And it's like we need to stop this program. You know, uh, that would have been more interesting to me than just. A bunch, a pile of dead bodies, and then talking about it. For Honestly, a while. this whole, this yeah. whole, this whole scene in the holodeck could have been the whole episode. Um, we didn't need the Delta Flyer stuff. We didn't need the trash aliens. It nope. could have been the whole episode, like you were just yeah. saying, of them <laughs> being caught in this holodeck program per se, uh, because Chakotay has been basically a- been like, <sighs> "Nope, I made this so you can't turn it off until we get through this together, because you need to fix your shit." Like. <laughs> That would have been a and great then she, episode. And then she could reveal like, it's like an inception moment. She's like, yeah. okay, but I did design this to guarantee kill us. Yeah. To fail. And he's like, what? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> she's like, yeah, like this is an impossible scenario. And then he's like, uh, he's computer like, uh, turn program off and computer's like, you like, told me not to. And he's <laughs> like, Until you beat the game. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do and then, that. Like, occasionally, cut away to people on the main on board. Like, where's Chakotay and Balan? It's like, oh, they're they're doing a therapy session in, in the holiday. Like, nobody they does. Essentially, the get stuck in a Jumanji situation where they have <laughs> yeah. to complete the game to get out of it. Oh, I love that. That'd be great. That's kind of like emergence too. We should have wrote this episode. That uh, would have yeah, been a really just... great episode, though. It would have. You, yeah. you start out with both of them in the caves. You don't even know it's a holo, like a hologram and or a holodeck situation. That would have been fun. Very, very fun. Uh, but yeah, it felt a little overexplained because they had to get through it a lot. And Bellana was like, "I just don't feel anything." And Chakotay is like, "I don't understand." <laughs> what do you? I don't understand. <laughs> and she's like, well, "I don't know how much clear I could be, man." <laughs> but keep in mind, this is 1998, right? I so know, yeah. people don't have like. Instagram therapists constantly <laughs> yeah. showing up in their yeah. feed. Yeah, like seven signs you're suffering from anxiety or like 23 <laughs> ways you know that your Maquis crewmate is suffering from survivor's <laughs> guilt. It's like, oh, cool. I know how to work through this. It's like, Chakotay's like, I literally, we don't think about feelings or emotions because that doesn't exist in the 90s. Yeah, Chakotay's That's the like, video for Chakotay's this episode. the dad who's just like, stop crying. Just get o- just push it down and get over yourself. <laughs> you need That'd be a great video for this episode. <laughs> Ten signs oh. that your Maki crewmate is experiencing survivor's guilt. Survivor's guilt. <laughs> <laughs> I guess at this point, effectively, what this means is that the only Maki left are on Voyager. Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm yeah, because sure. they're all donezo, because what's-his-name is gone in the prison, right? The the guy who tries to overthrow them or whatever. On, because uh, we also, this on is, on this is happening concurrently yeah. with Deep Space Nine. 
that whole Marquis, Marquis situation, right? The yeah. Dominion War, yeah. yeah. I think the Cardassians wipe him out with the with the Dominion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just get the plans. Like we're gonna we're gonna take care of this Maquis situation once and for all. They're like, we can now uh, so mask like, this under the whole we're fighting the Dominion <laughs> war. Yeah, yeah. They're we're going to get rid of the Maquis. No, don't. No. You, you shouldn't. Like, you really oh, shouldn't. That's bad, though. <laughs> those are those were our people. And yeah, they're hard to manage, but no. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Oh, well, you know. Brad. You guys want to rate this thing? Well, yeah, let's, let's rate it. it. Let's, let's do let's it. Put let's put it, it in the band. Let's put it in the bag, the can. Oh, well, one le- before we rate it, would you recommend this episode for the holiday content? No. Oh, God. I don't remember her fight with the Cardassians at all, even though it's pretty action-packed. It's pretty cool. Um, if you want to see uh, the ridiculous Kirk space dive like suit, then yeah. But no, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that opening sequence is the best bit of it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It would have performed better if it wasn't dragged down by the therapy scene, which had nothing going on going for it, and the ten seconds of fighting Dacians. Yeah, Dacians. That's a no for me too. Okay, dialogue. <sighs> I'm gonna give it one point for thermalizing, <laughs> and two points for the computer constantly being like. It's extreme risk, though. Are like, you sure? You sure? <laughs> I don't know. So the, three yeah. for me. The dialogue with the uh, therapy session wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't amazing. I didn't I like think how it was ended great. With like, we're gonna get through this together. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah, I was not a fan of the dialogue in that scene. I thought it was uh, a little. It just felt kind of unnatural and weird. And Chakotay being like. I don't understand. And I know like it was the nineties, but there's a better way to, to like work around those things and have her explain what's going on, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.5. Yeah. I was going to go with 2.5 as well. Romance. Big so old, old goose egg. <laughs> zero for me, dog. I, there's like, ah, man, I, I, the only thing I'm going to like throw in there uh, is, <laughs> It's not romance, but it's like bromance between uh, Chakotay and Balana of like this, like this, like friendship. They of, do kind of have a, a the predator, a and I don't know if we throw that slap. into romance at all, but it is very much like like their friendship made big steps today, kind of a thing. I wouldn't one then. What what are you gonna give it? I don't know. Uh, I was just gonna kind of see what you guys thought about what I just said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's weird, but uh, like our polling data shows that there has been no movement. In the- <laughs> I'm going to pull Harry Kim here and just kind of read the room before I uh, decide to say something. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a zero. <laughs> zero. Okay. Hey, I think I, I like it when we fight for things we don't even really believe in. Yeah. <laughs> Valiant uh, effort. Well, I because like, because no, watching that episode, I was like, during that moment, I was like, no, there's not romance, but where do we throw this in in our right rating system when like a friendship has like a very like strong bond or something within the holodeck because it's not romance but it's relationship so like maybe we should turn romance into relationship and dialogue into drama that way drask's drama relationship <laughs> action relationship. <laughs> 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 
Are you we're questioning the, the draft system? 24 episodes? <laughs> no, we are no. not redoing the draft system. Don't you it's like how perfect. I came up with a word that starts with yeah. R as well, though? Come on. R? You did. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah. I did like that. I do actually think that that's season it's, two. It is better. Season it's two. Better. Season two. It's absolutely better. <laughs> we're not going to do anything about it. No, we're not. <laughs> We're going to do the Democratic Party thing and stick with fracking. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you uh, for your uh, suggestion. You've really, you know, and then when you die, we'll be like, he really fought for a great cause. We loved him so much. <laughs> cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, action. I'm going to oh. give it. Hey, action's pretty good. Three. Blonde's pretty good. Fucks that Cardassian up. Yeah. The action in that one scene that I don't remember that well, pretty good. And we get a lot of implied <laughs> action going on with all the screams. Uh, of the the Maquis scene, yeah. Of like, ah, ah, ah. yeah. I'll give it a four for the sound design. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with a three five. Yeah, it's gonna, the highest thing this thing's gonna get, and I was gonna go with a three five too. I was just curious. I looked at Bloodos action score, and its final score was four point three. And I feel this is comparable. It should be better, but just something about it just never felt like never connected for me. I guess because yeah. it's all her individual stakes versus mm -hmm. it doesn't feel connected to anything. Yeah. Suspense. I is she going to die? Suspense is pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Like it also what's going on? Cause there's that suspense of like, why is she trying to kill herself? Yeah. You know, that's a big suspenseful part of this episode for me. And to me, I actually think it's the most engaging part of it is we spend the majority of the holodeck stuff, not knowing why she's so, Self-harming. Uh, yeah, yeah. self-harming and, and weird. So I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a four actually. I think the suspense is there emotionally. I think you sold me on that. I'd go with a four. Three five from me. All right. I feel like it plays too coy. That's fair. Like I need to know I like maybe that's why I wasn't connecting. Mm -hmm. If if I knew a little bit more of what she was feeling, then I could be a little bit more invested. Yeah. I wish I, I could go that. back to when I first watched this episode. Because I knew mm -hmm. what was going on. So the suspense for me right. wasn't really uh, high. But when Dylan said that, I was like, oh, when I first watched this episode and I didn't know what was going on, then yeah, the suspense was probably a little higher. It reminds me of uh, the Hitchcock thing, you know, of like, if you establish a scene with the bomb under a bench and then you watch two people talk on the bench for a long time, the whole time you're thinking about that bomb is going to explode. And I feel like <laughs> this, but a, but a bomb exploding all of a sudden in the middle of a conversation between two people is just a surprise yeah. and it only works once. Yeah. Or So I feel yeah. like in this episode, we could have learned a little bit about why she was yeah. feeling this way and then it could be like, no, don't keep escalating the risk, Balana. Yeah. You get some help. Yeah. <laughs> and other people you in said the holodeck with her so that they're at risk too would have been great. Ooh. Oh, it starts, yeah. Yeah. Like our Chakotay yeah. Balana pitch yeah. of just being stuck in the holodeck. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I like that. What were you going to say? Oh, Dylan? I thought you said bum under a bench. And I was like, <laughs> when did he, when did Hitchcock say there's a bum yeah, under guys, the bench? I'm a David Rue supporter. <laughs> I hate unhoused people and I think yeah. they deserve to be in prison. Well, hopefully this when this bum. comes out, fingers crossed, uh, Nithya Raman Raman will have one. <laughs> yeah, you could probably just cut this. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, okay. Camp. I mean, that fucking suit, man. That suit's pretty campy. <laughs> the suit alone is worth two or three points. Uh, the the war scene and the bloody stuff, it's just like very much a Star Trek's idea of what a war, a war is, is like. It's, the, it's I don't kind understand. Of, it, yeah, it is kind of campy in the sense <laughs> yeah, of like their responses and their like, 
I don't understand. And she's like, I just don't feel anything. It's really campy. I mean, even the computer, I, I would I would file the computer saying, you're going to die if you, uh, you could die right now if you do this. I would file that under camp too because it's really hitting hope. Yeah. The, the point. Which they had really Nigel Barrett say there. that once and they just reused it over and over again. <laughs> Reuse it. Yeah. I love, yeah. yeah. Who would do that? Who would do that? Who would do that? Um, Thermalize also is worth a point for me. I'm going to say four. Yeah, Ooh. me too, actually. I was going to give it a three. Let's rack it up. And the stakes. Uh, I'm going to say four because, no, f- four. Yep, emotional stakes <laughs> and Balanas could fucking die. They make that four. very clear. Yeah. Yeah. I just, This is a big uh, downfall for Voyager for me, I feel like. And maybe it's just because I haven't watched it in a while, but... Balana is the best engineer that they have on the ship, and she says it in this episode. But I never have the feeling that if we lost Balana, they would be completely lost. Like, yep, I feel so. That. that stakes for me, like, yeah, her stakes are high, and if she dies, okay. But I do know, like, having watched Voyager and finishing Voyager, that yeah, if she was to die, then they'd have a, a lot harder time getting home. But she just never felt. As an engineer, like as important, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I think that's I'm the way he, they wrote her. Okay. They didn't write her. They should have written her better in the whole series, because like, but I guess I don't feel that way about Jordy either. Jordy could die, and I wouldn't. Well, because because Data do, does most of his work. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're just study partners. I'm gonna go with um, a th- three and a half. Yeah, I I'll go with a four because I think you're right. The emotional stakes are are there for her. This ended up being scored v- way high, higher than actually. we thought it was going to be. Way higher than I thought. Way higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why we have this is why we have the game, the electoral college of our system of just like should you watch exactly. it for the holiday content or not? And mm-hmm. we've all said yep. no for this episode. So, computer, what's, what's our final score? Calculating two point nine one seven. That's like high mid table, right? That puts yeah. it right below author, author, and above alter ego. Yeah. That's actually pretty high. Yeah. I mean, for the holodeck content, uh, to be it's honest, good. it's good. With all of its flaws, I think the holodeck content's pretty solid. Yeah. In terms of what it has, the emotional, you know, uh, storyline that's in it that you can follow without without even being anywhere else. Like you could watch just the holodeck stuff and get the self-contained story of Bolana having survivor's guilt. Yeah, you can. Which because I think there is, is cool. that last scene where uh, they just lay it all out on the table for you. So they hash it out. Yeah. And it has and nothing to do with the A for it. With the with the A or B storyline, whatever we want to call it. I feel like I don't know. I feel yeah. like the Delta Flyer thing was just like we need something else for this episode. Let's throw the Delta Flyer in here. And because she, she's an engineer, and this will strain on their relationship a little bit. All righty. Okay. So that puts it at number nine. Okay. Weird. Wow. Okay. It's in the They're, top ten. All the Voyager, a bunch of Voyager episodes are bunched up together. Uh, it's author, author, extreme risk, then alter well, they're, ego. Yeah. They're good. So what should we Alrighty. do next week, folks? Next week? Good question. We didn't decide. There is beforehand. an episode of... Deep Space Nine. Okay. That I think uh, that involves 
of fight sequences in it called The Abandoned. It's when they find a Jem'Hadar refugee and Odo has to raise it. Does this oh, ring a bell for you guys? I remember this one. Yes. Fuck yeah. I love it that. It becomes like Odo's like adopted kid. son. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And he's so mad. And he's like, ah, I have to get my anger out. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Great. So that's season three, episode six of Deep Space Nine called The Abandoned. Alrighty, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Um, you can follow us. Uh, we are Trek to the Holodeck. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our podcast uh, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and the Twitters. We also have a Discord, uh, which is fun. We chat about Star Trek. Um, you come join on our Discord. Uh, you can find the link in our Instagram. And um, we also do Twitch. So come watch us record our episodes on Twitch. We're on all the Twitters. The computer voice was for okay. Computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. <laughs> our intro and outro music is by artist Bodyline. You can find their music on Bodycamp. We're using it with the permission of the Midwest Collective. Bodycamp or Bandcamp? Bodycamp. Did I say Bodycamp? You said Bodycamp. Bodycamp. Bodyline. Bodyline is the artist. Bandcamp <laughs> is the website. That's Bandcamp's is, a porn side subset. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, uh, hire yeah. us, CBS Firecom. Yeah, no, like, uh, we don't hate you. <laughs> Why do you hate us? No. We make the best Trek content around. <laughs> and we do it as fans, and we don't make any money. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yes. Enjoy. Alright folks, have a great one. And transmission. You spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 